Hello, everybody. This is a solo episode of the Sex Axel. Why do I try to make it sound cool? I'll never be the guy with the cool voice. I just tried to make it sound radio. Like, this is the Sex Actually podcast. When, in fact, I'm just alone in my Toyota driving home. We're doing a roadcast, folks. Hey, I got my eyes on the road. I've got my GPS firmly planted on the mirror. And I'm coming home from work. And, uh... Look, I'm getting these episodes out regardless, but I actually, I actually wanted a solo episode. You know, I've been, we've been putting, we've been putting a lot of content out. I know you guys have been listening. This Monday we had our highest rated episode ever, our highest amount of downloads, which was insane. I can't tell you. Probably not a good feeling. Is this, I'm, you know, you know, being locked down in a relationship. I said, I said that like, uh, no, it's, it's all good. But being in a relationship, I don't get that dopa, dopamine rush that that I would get, say, if I were single and, like, a chick texted me. But I checked the podcast download numbers. That's like getting nude photos. You guys listening to this podcast is like me getting a pair of titties, um, which, by the way, no one has sent me. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Is that creepy? Um, come on, gentlemen. Send me your tits. This is a uh, sex-positive podcast, and uh, we'll solicit nude photos from either gender. I don't care. Or whatever, whatever non-gender shit you are. Who cares, right? Not me. Uh, anyhow, so I'm going to answer a couple uh, questions we've had from some listeners. And I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Hey, it's January 15th on my end. I don't know about you folks. Halfway through the first month of 2017, how are we doing with our resolutions? I'll tell you about me. You want to know how many times I've had that cell phone in my bed? You guys think I've caved? You guys think that I can't... Uh, keep a little good faith resolution guess what haven't had it in my bed i'll tell you this full disclosure i've had my ipad in my bed a few times but i don't scroll through facebook on my ipad i use it i use it purely for netflix hulu hbo now and porn um on the occasion on the occasion usually though i've gotten convenient to watching porn on my iphone because boy are we spoiled right Back in the day, you'd have to download the thing and hope your mom didn't find you because you're on the dial-up internet. And, you know, you don't, and, you know, God forbid we try to watch video. No, there's no video. You try to download an image. There was a website called, like, 1-800-Beaver or some shit like that that my cousin told me about. And it was literally one of those websites where, like, the whole background's black and it's got, like, the... You know, it's got it had it was this was zero frills porn back in the day, and I think I found it when I was like 16 or 17. Um, anyhow, that was some not good shit compared to what's out there now. This is the this is really the golden age of nudity. Anyway, you guys don't care about that. Um, you guys sending nude photos to each other? Is that still a thing? Are we okay with it? Are we? I think we're okay with it because it makes us feel good when the other person's like, oh yeah, you got a thick cock. Which, by the way, no one's ever told me. But what's what's uh, I, I had no I had no intention of talking about this. But what's the what's <laughs> I keep on saying what's why are we so addicted to other people praising us? Is this a millennial thing? But like we we post on you know new photos on Facebook when we feel like we look good. No one posts shit when they don't feel good. So what is it? Is it purely just the dopamine of being like? Oh shit! Like, hey, I booked a role, and then I get 300 likes on that status because is that why people are getting married and popping out kids? It's like, geez, I, I didn't want to have another kid, but none of my status updates are performing as well as the last toddler. So, let's bang another one out. Fire up the old pussy. 
I'm going to generate some babies. I don't know what it is, um, but I'll tell you this. I love hearing from you guys, and um, thank you so much for the latest two reviews that we got. Someone said I didn't finish my sentences enough, which it was a constructive review, and I know he or she uh, sounded like a very positive, uh, loyal listener. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm going to be super aware of that now. I don't finish my sentences when I talk to you folks. Maybe um, maybe I'm hyper aware that I'm interrupting people because everyone says I interrupt. Man, it's so hard not to interrupt people. I don't think y'all realize that because you don't necessarily record yourself two hours a week. But I get so excited when I talk and I always want to like throw my two cents in. And I know that's not necessarily the right thing to do. But hey, we're not here to bash me. I think the podcast is going well. Um, I think we've learned a lot in this thing. This little thing called sex, actually. I've been making new um, new sex, actually, collage images on my Instagram. I kind of like them. I've been, uh, I've been messing around with pic collage. So I'll post one on my Instagram and on the sex, actually, Instagram. And, uh, yeah, boy, I'm really uh, – I'm, I'm 31 years old, and I'm finally figuring out how to use social media. Uh, not that it's working. Anyhow, uh, what's going on with me? I'm not – the cell phone is out of the bed. I tell you what, I'm sleeping better. I really am. I really am. I'm waking up when my alarm goes off. Do you know how much time you save by waking up, by not hitting the snooze? Like, I don't have to factor in the snooze because I'm just going to get up when my alarm goes off. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm the only one who's just bitching about this. Um, I'm, I've been talking a lot about The uh, War of Art, uh, this book that I think is so badass. I'm talking about battling resistance in your creative life, which, by the way, I just feel like, you know... Everything ties into relationships. Sex, actually, I don't, I don't know how to spin this, or if I've been spinning this into, into more of a broad relationship-based podcast. Like I love, I love getting into the nitty-gritty of a good old sex story. Love it. That's, that's the, that's the fastball down the middle. We're always going to have that. But there's just so once you dig down deeper, there's just so much more there. And I don't even know where I'm going with this, other than it's, there's just a lot. <laughs> By the way, it's hard to talk by yourself in a car. I'm trying to like look at the GPS and not forget what I'm talking about. But this, anyway, there's nothing shallow about talking about sex. But there's just there's so much more to it. Is my point, and it, and I'm not just saying that because I'm uh, monogamous. Although I'll tell you what, I love hearing a good sex. There's something I didn't finish my sentence. There's something so sexy about hearing somebody else's sex story because I you relive the experience with them, the heist of it all. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm on all sorts of tangents here. Do you guys want to hear some? Uh, read some uh, emails. So I re- I reached out on my social media on Dave Neal on Facebook and I tried to get. I tried to say, ask people if what they want to talk about, and I had a couple girls say that it would literally take a whole day for them to explain their dating lives, and it was sort of pessimistic. And I don't want anyone to feel pessimistic, whether you're, whether you're in a dating life or you're whether you're it's you know whether you're not. Here's the wor- Okay, here's the worst thing, and this might ring true to some of you. I think the worst thing, if you want a relationship, is if you're just content on going home and watching Netflix. Like you might have just given up. I had a buddy. I don't want to say his name. We'll call him Rico. We're going to call it my buddy Rico. Um, he wasn't great with girls in college, and but he was still 
with all of us going out at the parties. He had a built-in – college had a built-in social circle to him. Now, when people graduate from college, it takes a little bit of footing, but you get a professional job. You go out with your coworkers. You get a softball team, whatever. You just figure out a new community to go out with so you're not alone because we're tribal human beings. We don't want to be alone. That's just, for the most part, as introverted as it gets, you still want to be part of a team. Even if you hate the team, you still want to put the uniform on once a week. It's just how we are. If you're listening to this, you're part of my team, and I appreciate you. Now rate and review. Uh, Share with your friends. But I had a buddy, Rico, and um, by the way, his real name is very similar to Rico. So I feel like anyone who knows me from college knows exactly who I'm talking about. He packed it in. After we graduated high school, uh, college, he packed it in. He didn't have any friends nearby. He uh, wasn't in the most social of circumstances with his job in a very, like, probably stiff sort of, like, kind of, um, you know, engineering job. Anyway, it took him, it, I think it took him years to, like, you know, he just gave up. He was like, yeah, I, I got my dog. I got a, I got a six pack of beer and I got plenty of shit to watch on Netflix. And that's okay if like you just want to go in hibernation mode, but I got to feel like most of us want something more dynamic than that. And I've done that, you know, you have those years, those months, weeks, whatever, where you just bury yourself in work or whatever. And you just, you just ignoring the fact that maybe there's a comrade out there for you and maybe there's not. And that's fine too. Again. I always hated people that were in relationships being like, hey, when are you going to settle down? Uh, when I want to. I'm going to do what I want. I found I found a chick that I can ride fucking with. Yeah, you know, the relationship has its ups and downs. But I found myself a friend for the end of the world. And that's... And you know what? You know what? Who knows? I told her this, you know, not to be cryptic, but like, who knows? The, the institution of marriage is different than a soulmate. I don't, you know, and we probably will get married, whatever, but the paperwork and all that shit, I don't need some old lady, notary, wrinkly-fingered lady to stamp some approval on what my life is. It's going fine. It's what it is. It's dynamic, though. I have someone to go home to and share it with, experiences with her. Oh, I had, I wanted to shout this out. Tasha is going to the, I don't know what it's called. It's the day after Trump's inauguration, there's a women's... I don't want to call it a protest. I think it's more of a celebration. A women's rights march in Washington, D.C. Tasha's going with Arsenic TV, and I'm so excited for her. If anyone's listening and wants to just wish her luck, I know it's I know it's going to be an amazing experience, but I think it's also going to be a little nerve-wracking because whether you like Trump or not, it's going to be a little hostile. It's going to be a little bit of like... You know, ever people are worried about their health care and their women's rights, and I see it firsthand. I've been so much more of a feminist living with the women. I see the shit that women have to put into their body. Not have to, but hormonal issues and cysts and ovaries and fucking... I, you know, I'm not trying to mansplain to you. I don't know. I don't know. I rightfully don't know. I don't know what a, how long a period lasts or, you know, she's got that pink pad, which is an app that, like, alerts you when your period's coming. And I'm like, hey, honey, uh... Why don't you sync that up with my phone so I can get the alert? You know what I mean? Like, why don't I go uh, get some extra Trader Joe's pizzas tonight so uh, you don't fucking beat? It's such a it's such a hacky premise to be like, oh, my wife's on her period, but it's like, hey, I'd love the alert. Um, and, and when when her period's coming, uh, Pinkpad says um, she gets a push notification on her phone that says Aunt Flo is coming. I just think that's hilarious. Uh, they should sync up with Facebook so like it's like Aunt Flo's coming. Send Tasha a gift. I don't know. Send her, but 
here's the gift I want you guys to send her. Her her um, Instagram is at Tasha Courtney. I want you guys to just wish her luck because um, yeah, I think she I think I think she'd appreciate the fact that she's going across the country to you know rally, rally around a very good cause, which is sticking up for women and and uh, men, women. Old and young, uh, we need to support our women more than ever right now. It's uh, if 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 this election does anything, it exposes the fact that there's still a lot of inequality, and unfortunately, from my point of view, I just don't see it. I'm a white guy, you know. I don't see. I can walk into a room, people respect what I have to say for the most part. It's just not fair. It's not fair for for all. Which, by the way, Hidden Fences is a great movie about the women. Right, is that what it's called? Hidden numbers? Oh shit! Did I? <laughs> oh no! I combined the two. Oh fuck! I'm not gonna delete it. I'm leaving it out there. I just combined two different black movies. Oh boy, I'm in trouble. The one about the chicks who work for NASA and they're really smart. There's three black women that work for NASA. It's a great. I, I got my SAG screeners in for the Screen Actors Guild Awards. It's a great movie. I didn't see Fences yet. Oh boy, I feel like I just really made a mistake there with the uh the black movies okay moving along anyway wish tasha luck is my point for all you girls out there just you gotta know i know hannah you listen uh other friends out there that listen we're not your enemies i know i know it's easy to say oh you know men are this men are women are that we're not your enemies most men are the sane ones we want a happy empowered sexy healthy woman you know, whether it's our, honestly, whether it's our moms, sisters, girlfriends, or, or daughters, we want you guys to embrace who you are, and I think we're in the right direction, and I, I can't wait for her to come back. I'm sure she's going to feel just absolutely just engulfed in positivity and empowerment, and that's what it's all about, and that's what 2017 is about. It's about empowerment and all that. Anyhow, but back to my buddy Rico. We're talking about improvement, and, you know, Rico, he's got a girlfriend now. Uh, he, he got off his ass. And he kind of decided he was going to take life back in his hands. And he got the confidence and he got the, he, he just got healthy again. And sometimes we feel healthy physically, but we're just not there. We're just not in the game. I see, I see a, a lot of you, a lot of people that follow the podcast. I follow your Instagrams like a creep. I see you out there in Florida. I see you girls going out doing the thing. Fucking good for you. That's sexy. Go out with your, you don't need a guy. You don't go out with the people that make you happy and there is no there is no better aphrodisiac in the world than just feeling sexy and happy in your own skin. And I know it's hard. I know we're photoshopping the shit out of this and we're fucking retouching our Instagrams to look this good and we're you know trying to plump our lips up and all that. Just, I swear trust me from a guy ladies out there. And men can men will agree. There's just nothing sexier than a confident woman. And that confidence is there's no band-aid or perfume or something you can put on the outside to make that 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 comes from within i've 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 faked it before and it's just you're just fraudulent and when you actually feel good on the inside you just start you just start smiling and life's good and that's and that's you don't want to meet the right guy until you're the right girl or vice versa you know what i mean anyhow so that's my that's my response to my friends out there that were like ah what's my problem finding the right person it's not you're finding you man you're finding you and and i'd and i'd lie if i said i know who i am and i know where i want to go but i'm trying and i found someone who's along for the ride and respects me i think i think tasha respects me but boy is she hard to approve is it so weird that i've been always been attracted like like this is this sounds it's always weird to relate your girlfriend to your mother but i come from a family where like i just don't recall 
too many affirmations and that's just what I attract. And I find a girlfriend who's just not good with affirmations. That's just not what Tasha's thing is. You know, she has to really see me struggling and maybe I wear it well. Maybe I wear like the struggle well, but you know, I'm, I'm in a dogfight folks and, and I don't mean this to complain, but just to inspire or what, or just tell you my story. But I'm, I'm working 30 to 40 hours a week on my side job. I'm shooting man on the street videos from 11 PM to 4 AM. Um, <laughs> luckily I live next to a 24 hour taco place. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get up on stage and, and of course this we're doing several hours a week and I'm spitting pure fire poetry on my bachelor recaps on YouTube and Facebook. But anyway, I'd love it. I love it so much. I, I, it's the energy you get from pursuing your art, your creativity, whatever it is. It really is better than any, any amount of coffee you can have, but I do encourage the coffee. I mean, I, you know, the, like this last night, you know, I went to bed at three or around four, you know, I had a long night of sh- shooting these men on the street videos in Hollywood. Um, which we do for the social man, by the way. I don't release that on my page, but if you ever, if you haven't seen these man on the street videos, I go interview girls on the street about different dating topics for the social man. It's, um, it's been a really fun job I've had for the last six months or so. And we go to Hollywood Boulevard. We go out in West Hollywood. It's a ton of fun. Uh, but you know, I mean, you know, talking to drunk girls, trying to find out what they want in a guy and who the fuck knows, uh, who the fuck knows what anyone wants. But in the end, we, we just want, we want to attract the best person and like i said that comes from being the best person you're not gonna out kick your coverage i always joke around with tasha because she's just you know i would say way more attractive than i am she's a very beautiful but i always say hey look the law of attraction is like like equals like you know what i mean like whatever you have on the outside i must just be that cool on the inside uh which sounds way worse talking alone in a car i don't mean to brag but it was i was being sarcastic anyhow Whenever, whenever, like we're, whenever she catches me, uh, I cried the other night watching a Will Ferrell movie, um, Daddy, what's it called, Daddy's Home or something. It was so fucking touching, and I'm like, yeah, well, you're dating this guy. You're dating a guy that'll cry watching a Will Ferrell movie. Get over it. I'm in touch with my feelings. It's healthy. Anyhow, um, what do, what are we getting after here? I'll read the, I'll read these emails that I got. Um, got an interesting one from a girl i know both girls not that well that wrote in their questions and i'm going to paraphrase the first one uh she she wanted to know if it's okay or if it's weird that her ex-boyfriend still calls her by her nickname right guys okay this girl dated a guy for several years they've been broken up for several years and he saw her at a halloween i think a halloween party is that too specific? I'm going to have to bleep that out. Um, he saw her at a party and called her by her nickname. Now, he has a new girlfriend. So put yourself in the shoes of the new girlfriend. Would you like it if your ex-boyfriend ran into his old flame and called her by her nickname? I don't think it was like Poochie Poochie sort of nickname, but it was still – it wasn't like the girl was named Alexandra and he called her Alex. No, he had like a specific name for her. And anyway, he ran into her at a um, at a party, and then followed up with an email saying it was so 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 good to see you. He said a lot of so's apparently. These details are good. Now, now she goes. Now her question to me is: Is that isn't that fucked up? Isn't it fucked up? Like she's getting angry for his girlfriend, and I think it's because she's feeling some of the boyfriend girlfriend connection without any of the perks. Um, so for the girl who wrote in, it's not good. This isn't good because 
whether you thought you were over him or not, right now you're not. And I'll tell you why, because you, you wrote in and you're analyzing it. You're analyzing why your ex-boyfriend, you know, is dating this girl. Clearly he must not be happy with this girl if he's, you know, calling me, you know, my old my old name. Look, I'm not saying guys are pieces of shit. I think that's too basic to be like, oh, guys are dogs, guys are immature, blah, blah, blah. Let's just assume he's got the best intentions. Because I don't think we learn anything by just assuming he's a scumbag. So he's got the best intentions of wanting you happy. But he's also in a relationship with a girl, and you have to assume it's a healthy relationship. Maybe he's bitched to you about it or whatever, also very unhappy. But if this dude's in a relationship, and it didn't work out between you guys, I think, and I think a lot of people will agree, you shouldn't talk to him at all. I know you ran into him at a party. Shit happens. He emailed you. Now, you can't control if a guy emails you. Yeah, maybe you can block him, but like... I've always taken the high road of, of being like, I don't need to unfollow. I've only unfollowed, I think, one or two. I've only unfollowed two ex-girlfriends from, like, Facebook. I have a few that, like, linger on there. Because I'm like, look, I got over them fast enough that, like, I could just, you know, have make sure their notifications don't pop up on my page. But I could, I could still be friends with them on Facebook, at least. I'm not saying I want to go, like, drinking with them. You know, I've had miserable, miserable experiences where I tried to hang it with girls that broke my heart and then you just see other dudes drool over them and you're like oh you're drooling over the chick that i used to have but i can't anymore how pathetic does that sound and that's a that's a real feeling guy you know guys out there like we think we can be friends with a girl i mean how many times have you dated somebody honestly i know i'm talking to you uh, no matter where you're this is i think every single one of us has experienced this and if you haven't just you know maybe i hope you don't i really do but how many of us have loved somebody so much that we said i love i love them so much i want to stay friends with them i i i just want i just don't want to like lose this person but what are we really saying to ourselves are we do we really love this person that much or do we do we just want whatever form of control and attachment we can have and we can hold on to? I mean, I mean, talk about the thread of a rope we're holding on to at this point. And that's what we do. We say, I mean, until until an ex burns us so bad, we try to hold on. Now, this girl who wrote in, maybe your ex and you ended on a sort of decent. It seems like the door was closed but not locked shut. Like you think there's still a chance with him. I know you're not telling me that. I know you're going to you're going to tell me afterwards, "Dave, I don't like him, blah blah blah." You do. You love him. And it's okay to love, but you need to really let that shit sail. And that might be, you know, you got to draw a photo of this guy and light it on fire and let it go. And that's hard to do. You know, you you say, "Oh, he's dating this girl, but he probably doesn't even really like her." What we had, it's you're it's not you. It's his thing. You guys aren't meant to be. And and the key and sometimes this person comes back to you but in order to let someone go you got to really believe that they just weren't the right person for you you're not going to find the right guy with this other dude and his nicknames in the back of your head you're just not and i know you want to i know i know you want to find the right guy but you're fooling yourself i really mean it i hope it doesn't come off too harsh i know you're going to listen to this you're fooling yourself and I'm not saying you ran into him on purpose or you triggered it, but you know when you're going to run into him. If you know you have mutual friends and you actually tell yourself, and I always say this like in your sober mind, and by sober I don't mean like alcohol, I mean 
in your not feeling crazy, codependent, addicted to love mind. When you're feeling like, oh, I feel sexy, I had a coffee, I look good at the gym, I'm in the mirror, I'm doing the fucking elliptical, uh, my tits are hanging out looking good, I feel sexy. When you're feeling that way, write down in your notes section on your phone, because I know no one actually writes with a pencil anymore except for me. Write down on the, on the notes section of your phone, I'm over this guy. I don't need to hang out with his friends just to run into him to show him how sexy I look. I'm doing it for me. I'm getting sexy for me. I'm feeling good. I'm running outdoors and, and, and checking out the fucking stranger and the, and the single father and the whatever. I don't know what girls are into. But you got to do it for you. And it sounds like you're still doing it for him. And that's okay at the beginning of a breakup to still like do it for your ex. To be like, fuck this bitch. He doesn't know what he's missing out on. Blah, blah, blah. But once you get healthy... Trust me, that guy's an afterthought, and and so far he's not an afterthought for you. So I hope you, I hope it will be soon, because I don't think you need it in your life. I think I think people say, oh, dating's tough, and oh, dating in LA is so tough, or dating in New York, men are such pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, but I promise you, most of us want a good thing, and by law of attraction, like there's been, I've I've dated or hooked up with girls that were, that are gonna make a, a man the happiest guy in the world and they chicks just weren't right for me i didn't treat them that well and maybe they maybe they like hooked up with me before like i we really earned it and um atasha and i are going to do an episode about this about about the monetary sort of value you can put on people i mean this in a good way like make 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 a guy ladies listening make a guy buy you dinner I've had girls, I've, I, I swear I've had girls that I wanted to hook up with in the past be like, I don't just hook up with the guys, you got to buy me dinner first. And I've been like, and it's not really about the money, but I've in the past I've just been like, oh, I don't want to date this chick, <laughs> I just thought we were going to have fun. And, and, and I, and it, it filters those girls out. I mean, how, you know how much quicker if you're looking for like a dude who's serious about you? And I don't mean serious like, like, woe is me, we're going to cry watching Shakespeare together, uh, which isn't bad if you do. Um. But, like, if you want a guy to take you seriously, like, you're not just some dude, girl who's going to bang him and he can just move on, you got you got to hold out. Um, and I know that's contrary to a lot of feminist beliefs right now. I, I can do whatever I want with my body. You sure can. And the guy can decide that it was easy and fun and he's ready to move on. Does that make sense? Uh, Jezebel, are you listening? I'm going to tag you in this. Does this make sense? That um that it if if you want a guy to take you seriously maybe you got to make him you know you got to build that fort a little higher that vaginal wall <laughs> okay I, what am I saying do you guys just relate to anybody um so I wish the best for you listener out there and um I, I hope you find a guy that that fights for you because that's it's what's what's worth this journey of life if you don't have someone on your fucking team fighting for you you don't need a guy that you just bump into at a halloween party which by the way what were you guys wearing i want oh i hope you had like a sexy angel costume on i hope you weren't dressed as like Lindsay lohan's character from mean girls when she's like a period 1600s you know victorian era ghost um anyway i'm looking for my next uh i'm almost home folks this podcast ends when i get home uh, oh, it says I'm going to be home in three minutes. It's not going to end in three minutes, but we're getting there. Um, can you believe I'm spitting fire on the highway? This is fun. I should do this more often. I want you guys to send me more of your questions. Again, not an expert. I just want to relate to you out there, the men and the women. Like, look, I'm coming I'm coming to you real here. I've dated a lot, and I failed a lot, and, uh, and I'll fail again, you know. Shit happens. Luckily, I live near a 24-hour donut shop and a 24-hour taco shop. So whenever Tosh and I have an issue, I just show up with sweets and fucking quesadillas. 
um, anyway, all right, let me check this. So we, so this is, we, we got this written into us. Um, so we're, it's kind of long. Um, uh, she goes, as for your anonymous dating question request for the podcast, I have one. When I was still out in the wild world of dating, I went on a first date. Uh, and then she put in parentheses and only date with this guy who I had met with mutual friends with. And um, sorry, I got to pull over to read this. I did this whole thing being able to talk to you guys, but I can't fucking read this question while I'm driving. Uh, I'm being safe, I promise. I'm keeping my ass on the road. Let me just finish reading this question. She goes, I went on the first date and only date with this guy who I had mutual friends with, and met. An, she met him at an event. He was very forward the whole while, the whole day, and we had made out a little the night we met. It was a Sunday. She underlined Sunday. It was a Sunday day date, and I wasn't drinking because of a cleanse. I was up for a makeout, and he was super DTF. Did a bit of making out, and he kept putting his hands around my neck in what I think was supposed to be sexy choking. I kept moving his hands away, and he kept putting them back. WTF? Question mark. Doesn't that seem like a conversation you have with someone after establishing some trust or agreement? And why would he think it was okay after I kept stopping it? At what point, because there are plenty of people into it, even if I am not, is it appropriate to bring choking into sexy time? And then she said, bonus, he has been deemed the choker by me and my friends. And then she wrote, her final thing, she wrote, bonus number two, he is a cop. Uh, Blue Lives Matter. Okay, so the question is, why is this guy choking you? Um, Which is an honest question. Uh, You think he thinks it's sexy. Okay, I know it's hard, but like, we're, all right, let's give this guy the benefit of the doubt. This guy is trying to fuck you, but he's into you. He's not... We're, we're assuming he's not trying to physically assault you. Uh, there's been there's been circumstances where I've uh, tried, you know, some here's I'll tell you what the issue is. This has worked before. This dude, this cop, uh, this police officer, uh, he didn't he didn't uh, uh, choke you. You weren't the first victim of his sexual choking. It and I hate I hate to say, oh, yeah, you must have liked it. Somebody did. Somebody he dated. I'm not saying he just choked without, without, um, you know, whatever. Maybe in the, maybe he just knew his ex liked it and he did it. But what he doesn't realize is he's probably a bigger guy than you. He probably had his gun in his holster, if you know what I mean, his dick. Um, which I hope was good, sir. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so we're giving this guy the benefit of the doubt just because we're trying to untangle this. Um, when, when is it okay to choke? Well, yeah, you got to... You gotta wisp. You gotta. You should always get. Um, you should always get permission whenever you're doing something that's sort of new. You know what I mean? Like you don't just fuck a girl on the ass. You just can't. Cause maybe, maybe, maybe she does want. Maybe she does want that. But not. But she wants to feel respected. And she, you know. Oh look, Tasha's outside. Hold on. We're gonna have to get. I just pulled over. Tasha's. Tasha, I, I literally just pulled over and um, I'm reading. Uh, I'm on the podcast. Yeah, come say hello. I'm. Oh, there's Boone. Here, come come in because I'm I'm just finishing up a question. Someone had say hello. Hello. So someone had asked, um, when is it okay to to start choking in a relationship? Um, someone that we both know wrote in and met a guy on a Sunday, day drinking, 
um, Boone's barking, and they were making out, and he was, like, trying to fuck her, but she just wanted to make out, and then he was a police officer, it's a lot of info, but he started, he kept on, like, trying to choke her, and she was like, when's it okay to, like, like, how do you go about letting the person know when that is appropriate? I think you have to have that discussion before you just go for it. Because somebody else might not like that. That might be, like, very scary for them. And you need to have safe words and stuff. I think you have to say ahead of time, hey, let's, you want to give this thing a try? Yeah, I was saying how it probably, it, it wasn't the first time he choked a girl and she probably liked it. I'm sure he dated somebody who liked it, whatever. So he kind of just skipped a few, you know. But I, I'm trying to I'm trying to assume people are, are their best intentions here. Like he wasn't trying to f- assault her. Probably just trying to be dominant. And, and in, in, in some ways, maybe, maybe she would have wanted that when she trusted him. You know? You're nodding. That doesn't work for audio. Well, you're not <laughs> holding the mic my direction. So, anyway. So, yeah. Like, just, you know. When is it okay to choke? Just be like, yeah, you, yeah do you like this? No, okay. <laughs> like, that happens all the time. Oh, you like this? No, okay, move on. And then you try to play it off like that wasn't your, like, closing move. Like, that was, he's trying to fuck her. But, like, if you met him on a first date, she's got to, he's, he's got to respect you enough to know that, like, maybe don't try to take her home. But clearly she never dated this guy again, and he's known as the choker, and he's a police officer in their hometown of, you know who we're talking about? Who wrote in? Yeah, now she knows. But she was, she's, you know, the girl, the girl who wrote in, I think, is happily engaged or married or whatever. So it was just a question of like, dude, from the past. But sometimes it's good to untangle that your history. Be like, hey, why did this guy do this? Did he think I was a slut? Did he think he was just gonna fucking assault me? Was I, was he role playing? Like, we just don't know. But um, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you, you knew not to go home with him. And anyway, I gotta go park the car. Do you have any advice? I told people to shout out. Tell everyone where you're going this weekend. I'm going to Washington for the Women's March on Washington. The Women's March on Washington, that's what it's called. You should sell, like, tampons and water or something. How does that work? Can you make some money when you're out there? I don't think I'm going to need to sell tampons on the street. <laughs> no, no, no. No strings attached. Hey, folks, that doesn't even make sense. I started this podcast in the parking garage of my work, and I'm ending it um, double parked outside our apartment building. Um, 35 minutes later. Um, anyway, I told people to shout out, like, send you some love because I know it's going to be a fun, em- emotional, kind of powerful thing. And we're all behind you women out there. I don't know what we can do for you, but I feel like this is one of those instances where, you know, like, just be there for your woman. Your mo- Hug your mom. Just be there for all the women in your life and let them fucking do that thing with the, the arm strong, you know, with the do-rag on their head. What's that called? <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's Rosie the Riveter. Oh. But that's what it's all about. We need our men to be feminists, too. It's really important. But not like a white knight feminist where you're just trying to fuck the girl. You know the feminist like, oh, I would never do that. Like, you would never talk to someone that way. That's why I hate when women are like, oh, you're such a douche or whatever. Like, it's like, um, the women in my life know, know, you know, know what I'm all about. I don't know. Anyway, Boone's, uh, Boone's barking. Just say bye to everyone. I'm going to go park the car. Bye. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, bye. All right, I'll see you in a few seconds. Uh, do you know, are there any open parking spots? This is what people, this is Los Angeles, folks. You have to look for open parking spots because there's street sweeping tomorrow morning. And if you can't find them, you just got to go get a car wash or some shit. Um, anyhow, Boone the Basset Hound wants to, uh, are, have you guys seen our dog? He has an Instagram page, at Boone the Basset, B-O-O-N-E, the Basset. And uh, he's adorable. I love the I love these people, guys. I really do. They're they're a good little family I found here. 
And um, you know, I couldn't have found him. I couldn't have found him in New York, the way I was gallivanting around and all that shit. I just wasn't ready. But I appreciate I appreciate it so much. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate what this is all about. I hope um, I hope this was fun for you. I always have a. I honestly get a, a huge kick out of talking to you guys. I know it's a little different, like not having a guest, and it's kind of. I don't know. Are we are we good with it? Do you guys like these? Is it? I, I'm not. I'm not trying to make it more than what it is. I'm not trying to make you know have your day be changed by it, but I just like to check in, say hi, and let you guys know I appreciate you. Even the ones that have never, you know, there's probably plenty of you, judging by the numbers, uh, who listen, that have listened to hundreds of episodes and have never heard from you, but I know you're out there. Uh, feel free to say hi. I love it. I've responded I've, I've respond 1,000% to everyone who reaches out. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com or sexactuallypod on Instagram and Twitter. Just say hi. If you have a question, we can answer it. Or a discussion, or a new point of view. It doesn't have to be, like, rocket science. Um, I, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to deconstruct your life. But I love hearing from people. I love hearing about your families. And, and uh, you know, we're all different. And, you know, like, Tasha's from Kentucky. I'm from Rhode Island. I love... Her family does shit so much differently than I do. I'm not saying one's better or worse, but it's just, it's just so great to be, like, to come from different parts of the country. And then and then kind of build upon what we've learned from each other. Really proud of that. And, I'll, uh, you know, what, 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 did, what did it say? Uh, uh, Ten steps down, 10,000 more to go. Did I fuck that quote up? Anyway, um, we're on this journey, folks. And uh, it's just a day-to-day thing. So I hope that this day is going great for you guys. Uh, please send me a message. Let me know how it's going. And uh, for the love of God, if you haven't done this before, I post these on my Facebook, on my Dave Neal page, or also the Sex Actually page. Click the share button. Send it to your friends. Um, this podcast is growing um, in in a very positive way, but I need to st- I need to step it up a notch. I really do. Um, I, look, hey, I'm not threatening y'all. I'm not saying I want to quit the podcast. I like doing this, but it it just it takes a lot. So I'd love it. You know, I'll I'll, I'll never charge ever, anyone for like the basic podcast that I do. But um, you know, time's a currency, and I would really value if you shared it with some friends. Um, and I'm not just I don't. I don't just want to be the kid with bigger downloads. I want to. I want to kind of create a, just a bigger family here. I'd love to do shows where where we have all fans of the podcast. It'd be fucking fantastic. Um, anyway, for those listening, follow me. My personal social media at dneals d n e a l z. Um, that's on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, follow my professional page, Dave Neal, on Facebook or my um, page sex actually on facebook and all these this episode wasn't filmed but we filmed like the last five or six on mevo on the camera so if you want to see what we're doing it's on youtube under dave neal and it's on sex actually um or, i'm sorry it's on facebook at sex actually so come see what we're doing um the filming's it's a ton of fun it's it's super simple we set the camera up and we do our normal podcast but um if you wanted to uh, get a face to these uh these vocal cords you can go do that Uh, Again, everyone, have a fucking great week, and um, I can't wait to hear from you guys. I am Dave Neal. This was Sex Actually.